Welcome to Fundraising Fundamentals. This is the Chronicle of Philanthropy's monthly podcast. I'm Tony Martinetti. This month, get going with planned giving. There's a lot small and mid-sized nonprofits can do to have a very respectable planned giving program. It's all me this month. I've been in planned giving since 1997 as a director of planned giving at Iona College and then St. John's University. I've been a planned giving consultant since 2003. You'll find me at TonyMartinetti.com and at TonyMartinetti. I was reading the Chronicles Gifts Roundup earlier this week, and there were a few seven- and eight-figure estate gifts. And that's what got me wondering, do small and mid-sized organizations think that those kinds of gifts are out of reach for them? And even if you don't have donors with that kind of capacity, certainly five- and six-figure planned gifts are very feasible. So keeping with the fundraising fundamentals methodology, I'm going to tick off four areas that uh, you can deal with and, and get yourself started. The first is start with bequest marketing. That is the place to start any planned giving program for a bunch of reasons. Everybody needs a will. Everybody understands what a will is. It's a very simple planned gift. Your donor hopefully has their will done already, and hopefully by an attorney, they simply add a paragraph giving a gift to you alongside the paragraphs that are already there, giving gifts to family and maybe very dear friends. So everybody understands it. Uh, It's easy to do. Everybody needs a will. Also, people don't have to tell you that they've included you in their will. You would like them to because you'd like to be able to thank them while they're living and not just find out about it after they've died, but they don't have to tell you, and that's a comfort to some donors. So those are all the reasons that you start with bequest marketing, and it's very simple to do. For instance, at events, you include just a couple of words in your program. It only takes a couple of sentences along the lines of, we've kicked off a a campaign to encourage you to remember us in your will. It's really simple to do. It secures our work long into the future and see one of us for more information. And then that more information would just be um, providing your legal name and your tax ID number. That's all that someone needs to include you in their will. And if it it gets into more detail than that, like people start asking about their estate taxes and, and deductions and things like that, you refer them to their own expert. That would be their own estate planning attorney. You don't need to have the expertise to answer those kinds of questions, but you certainly can start marketing bequests. So um, besides events, in your annual report, you're already producing an annual report. You're already paying to do it. You can easily do a sidebar that promotes the idea of including your organization in your uh, donor's wills, Um, Again, it's legal name and tax ID number. If you want to go a little further, you can include your address. That's all that someone needs to uh, include you. You might also, in your annual report, start putting the names of people who have already done this. As people do tell you, recognize them. You have a recognition society for people who give at different levels. Certainly, you have one at the $500 or $1,000 level, and lots of organizations go even higher than that. But the point is you're recognizing people who make lifetime gifts, 
you need to recognize your planned gift donors as well. And this is a great way to kick off a recognition society in your annual report. Start listing people. Of course, you get their permission first. And if people would rather not be listed, for those who don't, then you just put anonymous. Um, also, in your email signatures, you can encourage or require everybody in the organization to do this. Just in their email signature, something along the lines of, you can include, you know, and then your organization name in your will. Ask me how. And then it's the same thing. You're just giving your legal name and tax ID number. Also, as you start to talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, if they are roughly 55 or 60 and over, it's an appropriate topic. If it's someone that has been giving to you f for a long time, very consistently, um, and those consistent gifts do not have to be high dollar. Literally, I mean, if someone has been giving $10 a year to you and they've been doing it for eight or 10 years, they are a very loyal, consistent donor. And if they're roughly 55 and over, then it's appropriate to ask them about including your organization in their will. So those are some simple marketing tips. If you want to go a little further and if you have a little more money to spend, then you can move into direct mail marketing for bequests. These need to be personalized letters. You don't address these dear friend or dear alumnus or you know anything like that. It has to be personalized with a formal greeting, Mr. or Ms. Um, likewise, the outer envelope. I like to see these not in a windowed envelope, but in a, in a personalized outer envelope. So I know that that adds to the cost of direct mail, the personalization of the letter and the outer envelope, but it's worth it. Uh, it's been my experience that for planned giving mailings, that's uh, important. I would recommend at least two mailings a year. You know, f for most small and mid-sized organizations, that's enough. And I like to see mailings that are devoted to the topic of including the organization in your will. What, uh, what do you include in the letter? An explanation of how long-term gifts are going to help your organization's long-term work. What's it going to mean for you to have an endowment or to, uh, to other long-term programs that you may have? And you need to keep this up. You know, if you're doing two mailings a year, don't stop after just two uh, and, and say, well, we, you know, we got some, but we didn't get too many gifts by will or commitments or people asking just for information in reply to the mailing. So, you know, we're not going to continue it. You need to keep the repetition. They will come. People will start to make these commitments, but you need to keep it up. It's like anything else in, in direct mail. Third point, you don't have to go further in planned giving. You can stick with bequests and have a very respectable planned giving program doing just that. But if you want to go further, you can start promoting the idea of life insurance as a planned gift. And that would, the easiest way for someone to do that is as a life insurance, uh, naming your organization as a beneficiary of their life insurance policy. They just very simply get their uh, beneficiary form, change of beneficiary form from the insurance company and they add your organization. Your donors are always gonna wanna put their family first, but 
in your promotions, you're suggesting the idea that they carve out maybe just 5 or 10, 15% of a life insurance policy for your organization. So that's the life insurance uh, beneficiary. If you also wanted to go beyond bequests, you might look at IRA giving. Now, that is has been made uh, permanent by uh, Congress and uh, President Obama last year. In the past, it had been sort of sporadic. You didn't know if it was going to be valid year after year. But now it is permanent, and it only applies for people who are 70 and a half and over. At TonyMartinetti.com, I have a video on the IRA rollover. That's what these are called. And there's a lot more detail on that if you wanted to go into marketing IRA gifts. Again, just for those who are over 70 and a half. Final point. There's a lot more about planned giving at TonyMartinetti.com. Just go there, search that phrase. You'll find other uh, blog posts I've done going years back, but still very valid uh, videos. You can also go to my YouTube channel, Real Tony Martinetti, R-E-A-L, and there's a lot on planned giving there. A lot of interviews I've done um, and some videos I've done on my own. So those are some resource places you can go to that uh, will give you more information on planned giving, things that I've produced. I hope this is all helpful to you. Small and mid-sized shops, you can do planned giving and have a very respectable program even if you just stop with bequests. So don't be deterred. And that's Fundraising Fundamentals. I thank you very much for loving this show. I beseech you to check out Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, Big Nonprofit Ideas for the Other 95%. It's my weekly one-hour podcast that goes way beyond fundraising to help you with lots and lots of the issues that small and mid-sized nonprofits are struggling with. Info is on the front page at TonyMartinetti.com. Be with me next month for Fundraising Fundamentals.